Welcome back to another week of the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. We are entering into the new year. I cannot believe we've almost been doing this for, I want to say like eight or nine months. Uh, We've had the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast going on, and we are hopping into the new year with a series called The Core Series, where we're going to be going over the core values of our church. And I have the joy of having Pastor Brennan here to answer some questions about where these core values came from, how we see them lived out in the life of our church, and what do they really mean for us at Crosspoint? Do you say hi, Pastor Brennan? Ruth, I want to know, what does it feel like to be a podcast personality? Because, I mean, that's basically (laughs) what you are at this point, right? People have your sayings and everything. What does that feel like? Very silly. When someone told me that they feel like they didn't have to call me that week because they listened to the podcast, that was the first (laughs) moment that I experienced a very weird dysphoria of relationship from the podcast. Um, And I have some friends who follow, which is like, They'll tell me like, oh yeah, I listened to you this week. I'm like, it's such a weird, such a weird dynamic. Uh, yeah, but it's awesome. The podcast has been really cool because I've seen people just be encouraged to stay connected uh, to the ideas that we learn in a Sunday morning and say, man, what does it look like for me to be bought, sold out for who Jesus is and to continue living for Him? And that's been that's been the reason we do this is we want Sunday morning learning to be Monday morning living, and that is just such an awesome opportunity. So thanks for uh, thanks for letting us do this, Pastor Brennan. <laughs> Absolutely. And I appreciate your hard work because there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, Mike mixing the sound, loading stuff up. There's a lot of hustle behind the scenes, yeah. but we know that it's a blessing to people. But it's just yeah. a joy to see the effort that goes into it behind the scenes. Yeah. No, thank you so much. So we're looking at our core values of our church, um, the things that we say, hey, we're about this. And so before we hop into what our specific core values are, I want to just ask you, when did these core values kind of come into play for our church for Fellowship Crosspoint? Yeah, so they really came into play at the time of the merger, the rebirth yeah. merger of uh, Fellowship Capital City and Shady Rest Bible Church. And I had been uh, a church planter, um, and church planting is just sort of this like dizzying yeah. sprint to the finish line and then wake up the next day and do it again. And I sort of missed the memo that uh, you want to start the church planting process with core values in place and a, and a clear mission statement, but we were just so like going a million miles a minute. It just never really happened. Um, So we had certain things that we um, were essentially core values, but they weren't articulated with crispness and sharpness. They weren't at the forefront of what we were doing. So really, Ruth, out of necessity and recognizing that that had been a blind spot Mm. with the reset that was happening with the rebirth merger, I really knew, hey, I need to get after this. And um, so really our seven core values of of Fellowship Crosspoint were kind of... um, tested and figured out yeah. through um, yeah. really like six years of church planning. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was a process. It was a really ha- awesome process. Yeah. I'm so glad I had to go through it and sharpening language and even our mission statement. Um, we, uh, I spent a lot of time like thinking through that and praying through that. Yeah. And it was just kind of cool to see it all come together. And now it's easy to forget how long of a process and how intentional yeah. that, that was. And now it's just like, oh yeah, mission statement's on the wall. We got our seven core values, but yeah. there was a lot that went into that. So yeah. uh, it really happened um, in the summer of of uh, 2020 in, wow. the, in the midst of all the, the COVID chaos. And yeah. by the time we got back to the building after worshiping off site for three months, um, we it was really important to me that we had everything in place. Yeah. And our identity as a new church, as Fellowship Crosspoint, was there. It was galvanized. And then yeah. um, we did a series called DNA um, yeah. uh, in the winter of uh, 2021. Wow. And that was the first time we really dove deep into the seven core values. Mm, that's so good. It's actually really cool to see like 
man, I have an opportunity to see what we've been about and to provide language. And that's something that businesses don't always have. Churches don't always have there. They've been doing it. It's that when I think there's a business concept to say, hey, when you're a business owner, you want to be working on the business, not just in the business. And so that concept applies within churches too, for pastors who are just hustling, taking care of their flock, taking care of their people saying, man, I've just been in the church. I've not been thinking what the church is about, what these people are here doing. And I think that's for all of our lives, we can say, man, have I taken a step back and looked at what my core values of my life are yeah. or the places that I've committed to to say, am I actually living out the core values of the place I've committed to? When I look at those statements, I say, man, does my life reflect those things? And I think there's a very sweet opportunity for this sermon series for individual members of Crosspoint and those who are attending and are, are figuring out if they're going to commit here to say, wow, are the values that I live out in my Christian walk aligned with the place that I've committed to worship at? Yeah. And I think that's just a really sweet a sweet place to be. Um, and so we're going to hop into our first core value, which is Jesus first. Um, and this is Mark, correct? Mark's hitting us with this? Yes. Yep. Oh, Mark Hull, this, one of the sweetest men I've ever met. Uh, such a joy. Uh, he is one of the elders at our church, and he's going to be tackling this Jesus first value. And so I just want to Hop off with the first one. What does the meaning of Jesus first look like as a core value of our church? Our first core value. Yes. So um, before we were Fellowship Cross Point uh, as Fellowship Capital City, one of our our values, just not articulate all the time, but one yeah. of our values was we are Christ-centered. Yeah. And uh, that's that's very common parlance today among churches. And yeah. it, it's, it's good. It's biblical. It's You're nervous beautiful. when you don't see it. Right. Um, <laughs> but what I learned was I think it had faded into the background because it was so commonplace mm-hmm. in Christian vernacular. So in yeah. sharpening, same, so same concept, but in yeah. sharpening it, um, really land on this idea, Jesus first. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law, who's like a professional writer, she helped me think through this one specifically. Yeah. Um, and together we came up with this Jesus first language. So it, mm-hmm. it's the same concept, uh, the same theology of, of yeah. Christ-centeredness, but we're saying, you know what? We're dialing it up a notch and mm. saying, not only do we want Christ to be at the center, but we want him to be first in everything that we do. Mm. Um, so that's really the heart behind Jesus first. And as a, as a church, uh, we want to we want to be a blessing to people. We want yeah. to serve our community. We want to do all these quote unquote good things. But yeah. if Jesus is not first in everything that we do, yeah. then we just become another nonprofit organization. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that at the end of the day, you're the Girl Scouts or you are yeah. the Lions Club or the Rotary Club. Yeah. You do good things. You're nice to people. But if Jesus isn't first, if he isn't at the forefront of everything that we do, all we are is another nice nonprofit organization. Yeah. 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 If we're not proclaiming his name, uh, that it's about people encountering the person of Jesus and learning to love him. Um, and that's, I think, really, really sweet to see, man, if we're evaluating everything that we do, because I think we almost have this metric. Like we, we can look at ourselves and say, hey, are we living to the standard that everything that we're doing, his name's being proclaimed? That when I'm in the nursery, when I'm looking at a child who's snotty and gross, am I being reminded of Jesus welcoming children to himself? I remember us having that conversation and looking at our team leaders and saying, what does it look like to provide real language for people to put Jesus in everything that they do here in the life of the church and here in their church uh, and here in their lives? And so I just want to ask you, what does it mean uh, for that to be lived out all throughout our church. So we, we talk about it in, obviously, our preaching. Every time that you preach, Christ is proclaimed, and there's an invitation for someone who does not yet know Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, a not yet believer, 
to hear about who Jesus is and an invitation for them to know him. What does that look like in other places that isn't just preaching? Or tell us about the preaching too. Sure. Um, so when we say Jesus first, it really becomes this banner, right? Yeah. It becomes this this banner over everything we do as, as individuals in our walk with the Lord, as families, uh, as small groups, as a church and a kids ministry, everything we want to say, uh, we put Jesus first. So like, where does the rubber meet the road? If you yeah. are... Um, you know, if you're working in Crosspoint Kids and you're you're Valerie Gargas or you're yeah. Kathleen or you know you're putting together lessons, you're one of the teachers, you're you're Donovan, you're teaching little kids and you're mm-hmm. preparing. We remind ourselves from the jump that we put Jesus first. Yeah. So obviously the Bible is about God. Yeah. But you can p- talk about God with Jews. You can talk about God with Muslims yeah. and have no problem whatsoever. Yeah. What makes us unique in the quote unquote religious space, right? Is that we proclaim Christ, that he is the eternal son of God, that Mm. he is the savior. He is the only way unto salvation. He is the way, the truth and the life. Mm. Um, So we put Jesus first in everything. So that means when it comes to figuring out a children's curriculum for little kids, we say Jesus first. When it comes to putting together a philosophy of ministry for Ben and the Abide Mm -hmm. Youth Ministry, we're putting Jesus first in everything that we do. When it comes to... um, the Baldwins, Richard and Dina leading our marriage ministry at yeah. Cross Point, they're going to say, okay, what does it mean for us mm-hmm. to put Jesus first in all of our conversations about marriage? Wow. Whether it's Cornerstone ministering to parents and they're saying, what does it look like to put Jesus first in our parenting yeah. as we're trying to love our kids? Um, what does it look like? So that's the question that we continue to ask. Mm. What does it mean to put Jesus first? And we should stick out as people, right? Yeah. Who are always putting Jesus first. Yeah. I want to ask you, this is a personal question that I'm curious about as, as we're having this conversation. What is the temptation to put him second? Like what's like, what draws us out to say, ah, oh, you know what? I know this matters, but it's not natural that we put him first. Because obviously the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, so that's obviously our standard. And we stink at that. We're absolutely terrible. It's really hard to do. And so when we're trying to put Jesus first, what are the things that are getting in our way that make it really hard to put him first? I think convenience is certainly one of those things, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to put Jesus first and it's easier uh, not to put him first, right? Yeah. Um, and in putting Jesus first, there's a call to die to ourselves, right? I mean, Jesus yeah. said to his disciples, take up your cross daily and follow mm-hmm. after me. So if we're going to put Jesus first in everything, we need to be willing to die to ourselves. Yeah. Um, so if we're going to put Jesus first in our marriage, I need to be able to say, Lord, help me to consider Kathleen to be more significant than myself. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to be a, a, a Christ-centered parent, right? There's going to be times where I have to say, okay, Lord, help me to um, put you first in my life, Jesus. And that means that I'm going to consider others, including my children, to be more significant than myself. And I'm going to choose the harder path yeah. in doing that. Uh, but that's what it means. Mm. But I think, honestly, for me, maybe I'm the only selfish person at Crosspoint, but for <laughs> me... The hardest thing about Jesus first is not putting Brennan first. Yeah. That's the hardest thing straight up, right? So if I am being prompted by the Lord mm-hmm. to uh, talk to the librarian in town mm-hmm. about Jesus and I'm shying away from that, it's probably because I'm putting Brennan first. Yeah. I'm I'm looking out for my own convenience, my own comfort. Yeah. I don't want to be stretched. I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. So I'm putting Brennan first in that moment when I'm like not living up to my call as a husband. Um, it's generally because I'm putting Brennan before Jesus mm. because Jesus calls me to love my bride, love Kathleen the way Christ loved the church and be willing to lay down my life for her. Mm. And if I'm putting Brennan first, I'm not going to be 
a good husband in that moment, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and if I'm putting Brennan first, I'm not going to be a great dad in that moment. If I'm yeah. putting Brennan first, um, I'm not going to be a great preacher uh, yeah. because I'm not putting Christ first. So I think for me, at least, I think that biggest obstacle is putting ourselves first yeah. and not Jesus. And that can play out in a variety of different ways, yeah. right? Uh, but I think that becomes the heart of the issue. Yeah, no, that's so good. Yeah, taking taking stock, all of us as believers, because when you think about the podcast, you're hearing this and we're saying, hey, what does it look like for you to evaluate the seats that you sit in in your life and say, where does Jesus sit on the throne? And where is he Where is he not sitting on the throne? Where is he not first in my life? And I think that, yeah, that's really good. Um, and so we'd encourage you to think about that today. Think about that as you're on your, your drive to work. Um, and last question is, I'd love to ask you, what is one story um, about someone putting Jesus first in in the life of the church uh, that you've seen that really sticks out to you to say, man, this core value is being lived out in this way. You know, Ruth, I think maybe if we look at it through um, the lens of preaching at Crosspoint, mm-hmm. I think that might be really helpful. Yeah. Um, so like, how do we live out Jesus first as a church? Well, we want to put him first in everything. And I think just a really... Uh, easy place, a clear place for us to see it is yeah. in the preaching across. Yeah. So when it comes to our, our worship, uh, we want our lyrics to be Christ-centered. We want to yeah. put Jesus first in our lyrics. Uh, but when it comes to preaching, um, it's so important that Jesus is first. And so, so practically speaking, what does that mean? Uh, well, if we're losing, if we're using some insider speak, uh, we would talk about our, our firm conviction to do Christ-centered exposition, which yeah. simply means we want to exposit or explain the truth of God's word. Yeah. Uh, we want to explain the text, but ultimately we want to show how this text points us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so in our preaching, we want Jesus to be first. So we have a, a firm conviction um, in our preaching that if I could preach a sermon, if I could preach it at a synagogue and Jews would say, all right, that's great. Amen. We're all for God too. If I could preach a sermon in a mosque and Muslims yeah. would hear it and not be offended. I did not put Jesus first in my preaching. That's so good. Um, so that's always been kind of a metric for us, for yeah. me. Can I, can I, could I preach this sermon Outside of of the church, could I yeah. preach this to people from other uh, faiths? Mm. Could I preach this in um, the township building, and would it not rub anybody the wrong way? Yeah. If so I didn't preach Christ. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not that we're, you're looking to pick a fight. It's no. not that you're trying to offend people. But yeah. if Jesus is going to be first in our preaching, um, then that means we're committed, have an unwavering yeah. commitment to Christ-centered exposition. And um, just to answer your story question, yeah, we've had the blessing of having some uh, outside um, uh, people come in and preach at, yeah. o- over the years and some yeah. really faithful pastors and, and some other people who are, are not pastors, but ha- have the gift of, of, of preaching yeah. and teaching. And one of, uh, there was one time where I really felt like, Hey, our people are getting it. Yeah. Our people are getting it. And I was uh, preaching uh, one time. I don't even know if I was away on vacation or preaching in another yeah. church. I don't really remember, but uh, we had a guest here at Cross Point preaching, and they uh, did a wonderful job hand- handling the text. Were really nuanced, um, really passionate in, yeah. in the presentation of the content, and I think really handled the text well. Yeah. But when I went back and listened to it, they didn't preach Christ. Yeah. They they didn't ultimately put Jesus first in the preaching and say, you know, even though this text is from the Old Testament, this is how it points us to the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus. And what was so cool was that I had at least three different people mention, hey, I was so blessed by so-and-so, but you know, I noticed that they, I didn't 
they didn't preach Christ. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't point us to the gospel. And what was so cool about that was um, I'm like, people are getting it. People are understanding. They're, 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 they're knowing that we put Jesus first in everything that we do, including the preaching. And one of the really cool things uh, for me as a, as a pastor, as a preacher, is to see the equipping of other guys, particularly younger guys yeah. who are feeling called to ministry. And that's something that we really hammer into them, that I hammer into them. Mm. Um, you know, I'll joke around with them. Uh, you know, I'll, first of all, I take the real serious, hey, listen, if you could preach this in a synagogue, you can't preach it here yeah. because we preach Christ. And, you know, I joke, I'm like, dude, I will throw your butt out of the church if you don't preach yeah. it. And yeah. I'm joking, we're laughing, but we take it very seriously yeah. um, that when we proclaim the word of God, we are putting Jesus first mm. and we are pointing people to Jesus Christ and the glory of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a joy, such a joy to see. Um, yeah, Christ is supreme. And, and in that we say, man, we want to put Jesus first in every area of our lives. And so thank you so much for joining us for our first uh, core uh, post-summer reflection. It is uh, such a joy to get to talk about um, what's, what's the DNA of our church? What is uh, the core value of our church that we're going to stand on and we're going to not be moved from? And we're going to make sure we're not being moved from because we, we sometimes have to have these checks. And uh, so any, any last words, Pastor? Yeah, you know, Ruth, real quickly before you close, I, I think it's just helpful for us, the heart behind this sermon series, when we're talking about core, mm-hmm. the seven core values of Crosspoint, we we always want to be dialed in with our mission statement. We exist to connect people to the love of Jesus and help them live on gospel mission. Yeah. So our core values, Ruth, are really like guardrails. So like yeah. when you're driving down the highway, you have those guardrails. If you kind of lose control a little bit, you're not going to go over the edge, right? Yeah. Because you have guardrails. That's kind of how our core values um, they they really guide us as yeah. we are living out our mission. There are guardrails that yeah. keep us in place. So that's why I'm really excited about this series, just for us to kind of recalibrate mm. and, and and really have these values clear. Oh, that's awesome. Um, friends, uh, thank you so much for listening to another Post-Summer Reflections podcast. I just want to encourage you, if you are not subscribed, um, that you would hit that subscribe button so that you will be able to get an update every time that there is a new podcast. And if this is a blessing to you, um, this is something that you want to send send to someone else in your life, uh, we would just encourage you to share it. It's always a blessing for us to, to be reaching new people. Uh, thank you so much. And I pray that you guys have an awesome rest of your week.